All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. episode of the show and uh as always i feel like every week there's just been a lot going on recently and so we got a lot to talk about again on this episode main thing though we are reviewing uh the next four episodes of batman the animated series it's going to be be a clown uh the two-part two-face episode and then it's never too late so uh we got some good ones to talk about for sure especially after last time's kind of lackluster uh, episodes. It's nice to have <laughs> nice to have some of the better ones to talk about. Uh, some of the best, yeah. This week for sure. So we'll get into that. Uh, obviously, movie swap. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we'll talk about the movies we've been seeing. We might get to our top ten films of the decade. Um, but first, we got to talk news because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I guess we can start with stuff that came out today. Shazam Two has an official release date. It's right, going to be yeah. 2022, April 1st uh, on 2022. So this one is um, t- it's going to be released four months after Black Adam, which is coming yeah, out in yeah, December yeah. of 2021. So it, it it just seems like that'll set up Black Adam. And then I would assume Shazam 2 would then introduce Black Adam to Captain Marvel. But uh but I have a feeling, but they they probably wouldn't wouldn't make him the main villain. You think? I feel like they'll just introduce him in it. Yeah, I agree. I I, I don't know quite how they're going to do it, but I, I feel like yeah, they're probably going to do what you said. Yeah, because the timing seems a little weird. It does. Yeah, with, uh, them being so close together. I'll be curious. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, obviously, I I enjoyed Shazam a lot. So oh, me too. So I'm you know I'm looking forward to to seeing um, Zachary Levi in this role again. Um, yeah. Like I was a little worried cause unfortunately it didn't make a whole lot of money, even though it's probably in my opinion, been the best DC film, you know, since the new regime or whatever. Yeah. That, that and wonder woman, I would say are the best. Yeah. I, I put it sure. a little bit just above wonder woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see with that, with the rocks, black Adam and everything. Um, but anyway, so that has a release date. The flash apparently has like its 18th release date. Yeah, I'll um, believe it when I see it. Right, that's what everyone's saying. Uh, July 1st, 2022 20, uh, is the new release date for Ezra Miller's Flash. Who knows? I don't want to see it. I don't want this to happen because I really no. hate this this take on the Flash, especially, w- again, they could have solved a lot of problems just by calling him Wally West. Yeah, I, I, I don't like him either, and, and the longer they keep postponing it, the less and less interest there is i mean like i don't think there really is any to begin with but especially come 2022 it's like is anybody really gonna care i i I don't know i guess we'll uh i guess we'll find out um so that happened uh, wonder woman trailer wonder woman first wonder woman trailer came out over the weekend and uh you know i mean i think it looks i think it looks interesting Looks good. I, I sure. love the outfit. It finally looks look like a real Wonder Woman costume, which is awesome. I love the amount of. Me like the one that. Me the one of uh, her in the mall. Yeah. Uh, or the uh, no, 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 not the golden one. J- just the regular yeah. outfit is just bright and colorful. Like it looks like yeah, the real one. It looks great. Looks great. And uh, I love the amount of magic lasso stuff that's in it. It's awesome. A lot of, yeah, a lot that of was, lasso. That was like one of my favorite parts of the first movie. Uh, right after she gets 
through no man's land and then is taking out all the 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 soldiers in that town and she starts using the lasso and it was just like oh it's awesome that yeah was, you gotta so i like that a lot i do not like Kristen wig as cheetah at all i think that's i don't either a horrible casting choice and then watching in the trailer i think it's a horrible direction for the character it's the yeah. most generic villain story little quirky dork villain uh, turning into a villain it's just yeah. we've seen it a million times and yeah. it's always bad um obviously the main one that comes to mind is amazing spider-man 2 and jamie fox's electro but it's that it seems like it's that type of character yeah and i just don't buy Kristen wig really as too many serious characters and definitely not as a villain yeah same when it when so, he announced that she was cheetah i was like i i don't see that unless like unless they're like kind of acknowledging how ridiculous like cheetah is to try and do you know live action and take seriously but cheetah is one of the more serious villains i know that's the problem but you know how studios think i mean for the longest time if it wasn't black leather you know it wasn't you couldn't do bright colorful superhero costumes but true so like i wonder if they're like you know what cheetah no one's gonna take her seriously anyway we'll just go make her fully ridiculous and cast kristen wig but yeah in the beginning of the trailer it's like kristen wig in every other movie i've seen her in yeah pretty much but my god like I wasn't the biggest Gal Gadot fan at first. I mean, she was beautiful, but like she might have been a little too skinny for me. But uh, my God, is she like just gorgeous in this trailer when she was talking oh, to yeah. Chris Wake in the beginning and smiles? I'm like, I'm like what was I? What was I thinking? I'm like, <laughs> but yeah. I, I think she also put on a little bit of weight too, and that kind of helped because like in Fast and Furious movies and stuff, she was way too skinny. Still beautiful, but in this well, one, I mean, like, but I felt that even right from even in even her in batman vs superman i thought oh, she yeah. the look and everything was great and then obviously yeah. wonder woman was great yeah so uh no, really yeah. come into it yeah but my, like my god so that's the biggest thing is they got the star they have the main character i feel like they've honed in the way this character is yeah for the most part like personality wise and everything it feels like wonder woman yeah, yeah i like that i i I don't. I still don't really like the Chris Pine being brought back thing. Yeah, that's um, kind of worrisome. But okay, am I wrong? Chris Pine is the villain, right? Like encompassing the body of Chris Pine. Isn't that the point? That's what I thought I got from the trailer. I don't think so. I because no. there were a couple of leaks that came out. I don't know if you saw the video about well, it. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I think Midnight's Edge did. Um, supposedly there's supposed to. Uh, test screening with leaks and apparently like it didn't go well and so the kind of worry that is I that, this, that yeah this trailer has kind of confirmed them but i didn't i didn't get that at all i think chris pine has literally come back but the villain is uh pedro pascal i forget his character's name yeah um, well but no like I, I don't think it's a whole like it's a vision like it's definitely chris pine is back which i'm glad because their relationship is so good and their chemistry is so good I that like chris... is true but i just but... hate this cop-out crap Exactly, and it kind of like worries you that like they don't really have a whole lot of whole lot of faith to like just have him be dead like he was in the first movie and have that great arc where they're like, oh, we don't, you know, they can't rely enough on Gal Gadot alone where they had to bring back Chris yeah. Pratt, you know what I mean? Chris Pine. Yeah. Well, oh, so that anyway, worries me. We'll see. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, uh, to me, I mean, it's something I'm looking forward to. So sure. I'm. I'm. I, I hate '80s nostalgia. I'm so sick of it, but it, I'm still excited to see it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm always for uh, 80s, 80s nostalgia. That, that's I know fine you are. Me. Um, I do like the music, though. So, okay. I don't really want to talk about it, but... Oh, no. 
Crisis on Infinite Earths is happening. Oh, God. I don't think it's over yet. Is, it, is today the end? Maybe it's over. I don't care. Uh, it's, no, um, I, think, I think tomorrow. I don't even care. Um, Who cares? I was excited about this. Obviously, I've been I've been done with CW shows for a couple of years now. Um, although I I I have recently tr- gone back and wa- been watching season seven of Air. Watching with quotation marks. Yeah. As far as at least just skimming through it, it's just so tough to get through. Um. Uh, yeah. So, but I was still excited about this. There's so many cameos going to happen and, and so many people being brought back into roles. And it's like this, you know, this is cool. We got Brandon Routh as Superman again. We got um, Tom Welling as Clark again. Um, you know, a, a bunch of those type of things. And so it's like, I'm all for that. That's that's great. You know, that, that gets me excited, at least just to see uh, these people again, you know, Burt Ward making a yeah. cameo and all this stuff. Kevin Conroy. And then of course, Kevin Conroy being Batman as well. You know, all this stuff is like, this is great. You know, even if I don't care about these characters of the show, like that's worth just, you know, that's worth seeing alone. Yeah. So I, you know, watched the first episode, um, which was an episode of Supergirl. Kind of introduced it and yeah. everything. I hate everybody I see. Um, uh, yeah. As far as the characters, just I just don't like them at all um but anyway i already knew that um (laughs) it's kind of cool though one of the first things you see is uh alexander knox from batman 89 first tim burton tim burton movie which is uh robert wool wool w-u-h-l but uh he plays alexander knox the reporter in that movie so he he gets a little cameo in there you see burt ward near the beginning in there kind of oh, walking nice. walking down the street with kind of a robin colored sweater which wow. is pretty cool and he says uh like holy red sky oh, which nice. is great so that was awesome um and i i don't even remember to be honest now what happens in the two episodes that i watched i don't remember which happens in which but i watched the second episode too which i think was technically an episode of batwoman right and uh, you do get to see Brandon Routh as Superman, which is pretty cool in his world. I guess it's the Kingdom Come Superman, although it's been a while since I read Kingdom Come, so I don't remember necessarily the background of the characters yeah, in particular. But all of his friends have been killed by a guy who did a gas attack on the Daily Bugle or uh, Daily Bugle, the Daily, Daily Planet. Planet. So it yeah. killed like Lois, Jimmy, Perry, all of them. Yeah. So that's kind of his character, and he's just fantastic, fantastic. He is good. He's outstanding. People forget because the movie just wasn't good. No, yeah, but it wasn't he, his fault. But he was he was good. He was a good oh, yeah. Clark in Superman. The yeah, movie was just boring. Material. Oh yeah. Um so that was really fun to see. It was just fun to see a good Superman. Because I I got nothing against him. I do not like the Superman from the Supergirl show. I don't like that guy as Superman. I don't remember what his name was. Tyler Hecklin. I don't buy him. Like, I just look at him. I'm like, you're not super. Nothing about him exudes leading superhero. Like, he just doesn't feel like Superman in any way. And and I I think I figured out why. It's because he's it's Supergirl's show. Yeah, he's 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 second fiddle. on the show. And so it feels like that because they they kind of shoot it that they make it that way. Yeah, he's and not going to be able to upstage Supergirl. You can't no. get around it. So anytime no. he's on screen, he has just zero presence whatsoever. Just zero. Yeah. Like even watching this, Brandon Routh is there and he's there, and you're like, no, 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 that's Superman. Right. Like, like even just with them, 
Um, but it was funny how they look at him. They're like, isn't that Ray Palmer? Like they're immediately like, he looks just like Ray Palmer. So that, that, that was pretty funny. Yeah. That you pretty forget funny. about that. Yeah. And then they end up meeting and then they're like interacting in scenes together, which nice. is, which is pretty funny. Um, so that was good. I liked him. I think he's had a bigger, cause they bring him back. So he's like a main character. I think through this whole crisis again, I'm not watching any more episodes, but, um, I think they're using him as a main character, which is, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, the Clark from Smallville is terrible. Tom Welling is great. Yeah. Um, it's not Tom Welling's fault. It's great to see him and it's great to see the farm. Cause I'm pretty sure they, oh, it's yeah. the exact same farm in Vancouver. Looks like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's all awesome. Um, so what happens basically is Lex Luthor comes in, he gets freed by the monitor to help them. And apparently he was dead. So he's been brought back to life, I guess on sure. the show. I don't, I don't care. Although I think John Cryer's fine as a Lex Luthor. I don't buy it. I, yeah. I mean, again, he's not great, but he's, better than he's Jesse fine. Eisenberg. But yeah, well, that's not even Lex Luthor, but yeah. <laughs> Um, and so basically he steals the book immediately and then is now going from, uh, dimension to dimension, killing all the different supermen. Um, so he, he comes to Smallville and like appears for, uh, actually first the, uh, all the heroes, whatever arrive to try and see if he's the Superman they're trying to look for, which it ends up being, um, Brandon Routh's, but, um, and so Lex Luthor ends up teleporting them all away as they're talking to him. And then he comes in and is doing his Lex Luthor, whatever. And then he pulls out kryptonite to kill him. And Clark just That's looks good. at it and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then he grabs it and throws it away. He's like, what? No, this is kryptonite. It's like, yeah, well, kryptonite doesn't affect me ever since I gave up my powers. And he's like, what, what, what do you mean? Gave it. It's <sighs> like, yeah, I wanted to give them up so I could have a normal life with Lois and kids. It's like, Oh, we're okay. going there. Yeah. Like, cause you see on the barn wall, there's all these like things like Superman saves Superman save like all these newspaper things. Yeah. So it's like, they totally don't even, I, I don't even think they watch Smallville. The people who made this show. I wouldn't be surprised. One, that was my biggest problem with Smallville is the, he constantly loses his powers because Superman doesn't have powers. Yeah. It's like saying, oh yeah, I'm a human being but I lost my power to regulate my heartbeat. It's like, no, 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 no. That's just, that's part of the physical makeup. If you're a human being, yeah. If you're a Kryptonian on earth, that is your physical makeup Yeah. is, is being able to fly and all these other things. It's, they're not powers that you get. This isn't Spider-Man or something Yeah. like, eh. with the <laughs> X-Men too. I hate it when they do that. Oh no. Yeah. That's a really good example. Yeah. It's like they're mutants that they don't have yeah. powers. Like that's no. part of their physio- physiological makeup. Yeah, they're they're not constantly like gaining new powers. Like no, it's the it's the one mutation they have. So I hate that in Smallville. That's like my, my oh, biggest yeah. flaw. Is it happens all the time. Oh, it loses powers. Or stolen powers. It's like no, no, it's not powers. What's well, the problem with CW shows in general? Either everyone is either losing their powers or characters are gaining powers. True. Like it just. Ugh. I guess yeah, I can watch problem any. with Star Wars too. Um yeah. which we can talk about later. But uh so that's already annoying. And then two, he constantly gives up his pa- he several times. He like yeah. willingly or tries to give up his powers. And the whole point is by the end of the show, he realizes his destiny, Superman, all this stuff and then becomes Superman. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah. 
And then in this, they're like, oh, but in here, he's just like, nah, I'm good. I want to have a family. And then gives up every, it's like, no, that's not even the, the character from the show. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Oh, so, I... so frustrating. And it just robs of robs us of another thing of maybe getting to see him actually be Superman. So Yeah. Well, it's like, why even bring him back then? I don't I mean, know. Other than the reason of just trying to draw people into this. That's stupid... why. That's why. Yeah. Because literally without these crossovers, most of these shows would have been canceled by now. Like, uh-huh. Batwoman is bleeding viewers, even though they won't admit it. Supergirl has been nothing but declining. It's like, all these shows are going down the tube, and it's these little events that actually get people to, True. you know, watch for a couple more episodes, give them a little ratings boost, and then go back to normal. True. Uh, but anyway, then we come into Kevin Conroy's Batman. Obviously, the stuff most excited about. The Every, first yeah, time everyone, ever on. getting to see Kevin Conroy as a live-action Batman. I mean, he is the definitive Batman. Oh, absolutely. And um, so he's playing a future Batman and kind of a destroyed Gotham. His body's been destroyed. He's in like a mech suit, like from Edge of Tomorrow or something like that, yeah. kind of like an exoskeleton. Um, and he's like old, bitter. Well, then it turns out that he's a mass murderer and has turned into a mass murderer years and years ago when he started <sighs> killing villains. And then he, he's doing this big speech to to Batwoman talking about how you kill you starts with one and then you just keep keep killing you know and that and then and then he started then it turns out not just that but he also started killing off all the heroes because anyone with powers is now a threat and he's in this world has killed Superman and that's what made him uh that's what destroyed his body and why he's sure. wearing the uh the mech suit and then he tries to kill Supergirl and then uh she like punches him into a uh, electrical panel or something, and he electrocutes and dies. What? He dies? Yeah, he dies. Um, oh, my God. Now, look. A bunch of people have liked this. I, Why? I No, look, Ian. I understand. Like, I get it. I'm okay with this message of, look, Batman killing is bad. Well, sure. Because we don't have enough of that. Like, I get what they're doing. I understand putting this in there. But you have Kevin Conroy for the first time ever, and he plays this version. You kill him, and like how? That's how the long part was that he makes even, me angry. How long was he even on screen? I mean, he was in a good bit of the episode. I mean, he had some decent, One episode, decent screen time. Well, yeah. How? What do you think he's gonna be in? I didn't expect him to be in a bunch. Um, I mean, at least like part of the stupid five episode span or whatever. Again, I because the whole point is they're like you have to go here to find the paragon of virtue or of courage, and so they're all going they're fi- going to find Bruce Wayne, who's the paragon of courage. Of course, it turns out he actually wasn't, and it's actually Batwoman. But they needed of to course go th- it is. They needed to go through this so that they realized yeah. it. Um, because uh, Batwoman is the the bestest ever. She's better than. Bruce Wayne in every single way. Yeah, I also, boy, I hate that Batwoman character so much. Every time she's on screen, she's it's the worst. Just like she's horrible. Uh, One, I don't like the Batwoman character it's anyway. It's terrible. I'm not a fan of the character at no, all. But, but Ruby Rose as Batwoman is this even worse. Portrayal is even worse than, than the yeah, character like, normally is. It's basically the only, the only like, way all right, it... you have to be as much of a dick as possible because that's what Batman's like. And it's like, yeah. one, no, you don't. Two, no, no. And three, no, like it's just like no, no, that's not it. Yeah, uh, like literally, like there's the, a fine the only time... line from doing this in like an effective way and doing it in just you're an idiot way. It's yeah. like it's like Brie Larson compared yep. to I'm trying to compare it to some like characters can act like jerks, but it's still or like Han Solo. 
Like yep. he's a total dick. The whole most the whole movie, the first Star well, Wars movie. But it's like you you still like him. Yeah. I don't know what and, it and is, it, but there's like a there's a way to do it where it's still likable and a way to do it where you just don't like you just hate the person. Well, the truth is, and this might piss off a lot of people, especially in current year, but I'm sorry, like women just can't pull off cocky like men can. Like I'm sorry, yeah, you can call it a double hard. You, you can call it double standard society, whatever you want, but I'm sorry. It's like when when guys are cocky, like like Han Solo, like your Captain Kirk, it can be charming, it can be awesome. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, when like when Captain Marvel or Batwoman Batwoman tries to do it, it just comes off condescending and forced. It's like yeah, you're it's seeing weird. the script through the through the screen and like not the character. I mean, I, yeah. sorry, but that's just how it is. But now it's Batwoman's terrible. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, I was done at that point. That was episode two. So I wait, even so was Burt Ward just literally in that one cameo and that's probably it? Maybe. I have no idea if he's uh, in that's, anymore. I guarantee that's it. Probably that's it. That's, but, uh, uh, yeah. See, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of interest in, in this crossover because, again, it's like when you're not invested in what's going on currently, it's, you know, not really as big a deal. I just wanted to see it for all the cameos. But right. then hearing what you said, it's like, no, I'm not even going to give them that, like, that, that one viewership. It's like, no, because... Yeah. yeah, it's like to bring all these characters back, all these all these fan favorites, and that's what got all the hype into this crossover. Not you know, not it you know the crossover itself is oh my god, all these fan favorite characters and portrayals are going to come back. Finally, getting to see Kevin Conroy, whatever, and then yeah, you bring them off just to kill them or like emasculate them. Mm-hmm. It's like so many other franchises right now. Yes, it is. So uh, yeah, so I'm done with CW, and then. Right after that happened, I was like, "All right, so no, no reason to keep watching Arrow season seven. I'm not, I won't be watching that for a while now. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't up. do any CW anything for a good while at oh. the moment. And then, and then the other worst news, like apparently that Green Lantern, it was going to be a show like on HBO Max. No, now it's going to be a CW show. Awesome. Oh, great! He's going to be I can't gay. Wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see a uh, freaking Green Lantern with a CW budget. Like the the multi-million dollar movie looked terrible. Imagine on a CW. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's God. not gonna be not gonna be good. It's like, also, uh, another thing with the CW show, it's just like I've never seen more gay characters in in one thing ever. Well, what's wrong with that, Mark? None of these characters were gay before. And <laughs> no, it's it's. The CW is all about looks. Like everyone is like in their late twenties. And also, all it's another thing. It's like it's still for whatever whatever people want to say. Other than like four areas, it's a very small percentage of people. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a handful of areas where it's a lot. They're all packed into, but yeah. overall, it's a very small percentage. And this show, it's like more than half the characters. Oh, it's of like, course. I, you have, you I, have I, I know like maybe I don't know five six people like my whole life maybe ten like, yeah and we like live in gay, Atlanta gay people yeah like personally like it's not a ton that you interact with no. all the time everywhere no. but in this show it's like everybody I yeah. found out Oliver well, Queen's son in the future is gay on the show and all this not? stuff and it's like it, there's a lot okay. Well, you have to remember the CW is literally made for like fourteen-year-old girls. That's and for whatever true, reason, young girls love that. There's, there's a name for it. Where like on Tumblr, all it is is like them shipping like gay couples who aren't gay. So it's always like yeah, Loki is, and Thor. Happen, it has yeah. like a name for it. I forget what, but like nah, for some reason care. they love that. So CW just yeah is banking on that, and that's why. 
Because, yeah, these CW yeah. shows are really meant for young girls. It's like, great, the, our True. freaking favorite heroes are on this terrible channel. It is a shame. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't uh, Star Wars comes out now in a week. My so, God, a week. Yeah, I know, a week. So, again, there's, like, there, I mean, there's a lot, but there's not a lot that hasn't been talked about. So, but basically, all the leaks seem to be true of all the most recent leaks that have come out. You can watch tons of YouTube videos that can explain all of them. Um, but for any of you that don't know, we have the bingo cards ready. <laughs> they're, they're ready. They're updated and everything. Yep. And they're ready to go with all there's, of the uh, all the most recent leaks. So there's go uh, ahead and check that out. Yeah, 35 blocks total. So more than enough options. Yeah, and uh, although Ian, you you didn't leave the open space in the middle. No, why not? Well, because that's always the way bingo cards are. Oh, uh, dude, trust me. Like, I've I've already plugged <laughs> in. Like, I've already like done a mock trial of the bingo. This is gonna be like the easiest. Like, you're gonna have like three different rows with bingo by the end of the movie. <laughs> like, you don't need the free space. Right, like, trust right. Me. I know, like, I know, like, I know. Every base is covered. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So you can check the link. It's on the Twitter page at Uncaped Review. I have it pinned as the top tweet with the link there. So check that out. Ian also has tweeted it on his page at Ian Bark Bark. So uh, check that out. Bring that in. Maybe uh, maybe print it off if you don't want people giving you dirty looks having your phone out. And that's um, a good idea. And uh, yeah, play along with our uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker leaks bingo. It's gonna be so much fun. You're people in my theater are just gonna hear a random bingo like halfway <laughs> through the halfway through the movie so uh oh man i can't wait man it's gonna be great although yeah. although oh. i'm not gonna lie some of the leaks i heard recently sound like a few things are at least somewhat better yeah uh midnight's edge did like what probably sounds like the definitive like sounds final like the whole version. movie yeah 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 because um, apparently i think it's already like started to have like pre-screenings in certain countries so um yeah. Yeah, like a lot, it's pretty much confirmed now, and it's like, yeah, it, it does sound better than a lot of the previous versions. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, but <laughs> but man, if oof, I mean, I don't know, I I th I think it still might be end up being worse than the Last Jedi in some ways. Yeah, well, I I don't know, I feel I feel like maybe not after the most recent ones, but yeah. it's just the fact of all this stuff is happening with no explanation, and there's not gonna be any explanations for it. That's ultimately the part that just is the worst. Um, yeah. Although I'm surprised. Are you surprised? Uh, I mean, this is also bad at in the same time. But I'm I'm shocked that they're gonna kill Ray, and then have uh, Kylo Ren have to like save her using this whatever force life force trans transfer. Yeah. Now that can happen. There's gonna be a checked off box. New for yeah. force abilities and um, life force. Yeah. But uh, um. I'm just surprised that they're going to have Ray have to be saved by someone. Well, that, that that's the only surprising part is that in some way she will have to be saved, even right. though she will defeat the emperor, but then right. die. she'll still um, defeat him single handedly yeah. and still then be the only person left at the end. Like I, all that is still the same, but I'm just shocked that there's going to be someone that has to save her. I, I'm not shocked that there was going to be that whole sacrifice and then that god awful kiss, which is like they oh, hated boy. each other yes. because they're doing that just to appease the railroad. I know. Because again, know. they they want to they want as many people to see this movie as possible. So he, he, they have like no shame. Like screw it, Raylo's terrible. It makes no sense. But we need to get butts in the seats. <laughs> true. That's very true. So yeah. that's is what oh, it is, God. and not great. Okay. Um. 
so yeah, Star Wars comes out next week. It's going to be fun. Probably our whole episode next, episode, next week man. we'll be talking about talking about Star Wars. So. Guess we'll have to see it somehow. Yeah, you probably will. I'm seeing it Thursday I know you night, are. so we might have to we might have to do like a two a.m. recording to get an episode okay. ready by by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Oh man, then our episode will probably just come out on Saturday. Yeah, we'll we have might to record that. it on Friday or whatever. If, I don't know. If I can anyway, see it on Friday, we'll see. Anyway, so that that's coming up next week. So unfortunately, all the disastrous rumors will come to an end, which is kind of sad. It's sad. It's been fun. At least Star Wars. Although now we we're also in the new stage of fun where all the actors are finally talking about it. <laughs> that's true. Oh, it's uh, gonna be great, man. What what in like five ten years? It's gonna be either. great. Yeah, finally yeah. getting to hear everything. Yeah, freaking John Boyega. As soon as his, like his contract with Disney is over, he's gonna just spill everything mm-hmm. yeah awesome. it, it's yeah. it's great okay i love the video of adam driver not remembering what the name of the last <laughs> yeah. jedi was oh that was God. hilarious yeah you know you know he is like this is such crap like, there's the four you know we did we set this up in the force awakens and then in uh the last in, one uh in in the in the next movie we <laughs> it's a, that was so funny i love oh, that God. um okay so that's enough of that now Let's talk about a few of the movies we've been seeing this week. Um, I've seen more movies this week than I saw last week. So. Uh, you've seen all the movies. I, I've yet yeah, to, I've not, seen not none other than Movie Swap. I saw I saw a Movie Swap movie, but then I've seen several in the theaters and a couple others. I finally watched Enter the Dragon. Now oh, it's okay. so weird, Ian. I have seen every other Bruce Lee movie except for uh, the Game of Death, which was the last one they made from footage after he died. Other than that one, I've seen all the other ones except for Enter the Dragon, which is the most popular one. Yeah, it is. And that's the one weird. that put them on the map. So, yeah, it's weird that that's the only one I hadn't seen yet. I'd seen The Big Boss. I've seen Fist of Fury. Now, each one of those has like 90 different names. But those yeah, are the original sure. Hong Kong titles. The Big Boss and then Fist of Fury. Although The Big Boss was then renamed Fist of Fury for the American. Re- anyway, it doesn't matter. But I'd seen both those. I'd seen Way of the Dragon, a.k.a. Return of the Dragon, which is the one with Chuck Norris. When he kills Chuck Norris in it, yep. um, and that's actually the one he directed as well. Oh, okay. um, so I'd seen all those, but I hadn't seen Into the Dragon, which was the one that exploded and made him a massive star in yeah. the U.S. Actually, came out right after he died. But uh, so I finally saw that, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hong Kong movie, kung fu movie. Bruce Lee's the master. There's no one Can't better. Go wrong. Yeah. And so that was a lot of fun. Also, uh, it's fun to see John Saxton in it because he's not someone I see in a bunch of stuff. I only know him as the dad from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's fun to see uh, to see him as one of the other kind of main characters in that. So I enjoyed that. That's definitely one you need to see in because you haven't seen any Bruce Lee movies. I have, no, I have not seen any. So you definitely need to get on that. But uh enjoyed that. I saw... Um, They've been doing a special IMAX screening of the Apollo 11 documentary that came out this year. Sweet. So I went to go see that. That was awesome. Yeah, really, really cool documentary done very differently. There's no narration, no voiceover, no anything oh, wow. like that. It's all audio from command center, from the command center talking That's to the astronauts awesome. and like the astronauts talking back. And there's a few interview footage, but it's of interviews like during that same day. So mm-hmm. like of the astronauts then you know, the astronauts talking to the president on the moon. Like, it's all the real audio from that real time, which is pretty cool to hear 
The pictures look incredible. Like I cannot believe this stuff was filmed then. Yeah. Like, it look the the restoration is so amazing on some of the footage. Like I I I literally had to look and be like, was this not remade? Because it just looks so so good. Wow. So that was fantastic. Um, I saw Dark Waters. Oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo. It's not great. No. It's very, very, very boring. It's like it's literally like the report. It's so slow. It is so yeah. slow. And like, and I was I was a little disappointed because I loved Spotlight. Yeah, Spotlight, Spotlight was great. great. And it's the uh, it's the same director, I think. Is it really? Um, it it's Todd Haynes. Did he, uh, was he not the one? No, he didn't do it. I couldn't remember if it was okay. the same one. It's not. Oh, this is the guy who did Carol. Um, oh, well, that explains it. Yeah, yeah it is very. Oh, he did Velvet Goldmine too. Man, ugh, I wish I knew that. Um, it's boring. It's so boring. Like everything Spotlight did right, this one did wrong. It, you know, it's like when you were in school. I used to do this a lot, and you'd write like an essay, but and you you knew all the information, but you, you couldn't quite condense it and organize it into a good essay. Sure, you just kind of put all the information. That's what this feels like. It just, it's everything. And it's one of those things where this is why in true stories, they cut stuff down yeah, because and they to. can't just had everything. Well, this just had everything yeah. over a 20 year period or whatever. So it's just like, at that it point, just, just make it a documentary. Yeah. It's two hours long and it feels like three. Yeah, and it, it's like, this would have been more interesting as a documentary than it was exactly, as a movie yeah. for sure. Yeah. Cause it's a very interesting topic. You know, it's right, very right. important. All that stuff. It's well acted. All that stuff's good. You know, Ruffalo's great. Yeah. But it's just really, really boring. Hmm. Um, I finally watched Dolomite is my name. Oh, I want to see movie, that. Which was yeah. a lot of fun. Eddie Murphy, yeah. um, playing uh Rudy something. Ray Moore, yeah, yeah. Rudy, Rudy Ray Moore. That it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it's, it. It's a weird story. Yeah, it's a very weird story. <laughs> but it's just fun seeing Eddie Murphy. He's great. Just as this guy, I mean, he's just perfect. I mean, he's yeah, he is good. Picture perfect as this guy. My favorite part though is Wesley Snipes. Yeah, as yeah. the director. <laughs> That's what everyone's been he saying. He plays like the famous, you know, bit part actor who then they get to direct, and he is hilarious. <laughs> He's just drinking the whole time, the whole time. He, because he is us while we're watching this be made. Oh sure. He's us being like, this is ridiculous. And there's one part, uh, they've shown clips of it on stuff before. It's like this fight scene with. Oh him yeah, I know what you're talking about. And all these <laughs> other like people like in the yard, like outside the car. And it's just the worst looking thing ever. He's like tapping people and stuff. And Wesley Snipes looks over at the film, like the film students. It's like white film students from UCLA who are shooting it. And he just turns over the guy shooting. He goes, is there an angle you can shoot where it actually looks like he's kicking him? And he just goes, no, no, not, not, not a single one. And he goes, all right, then <laughs> it's just, and then, and then it ends. He's like, cut, cut, cut. And he goes, all right. Uh, we're uh we're done. We're done. And he's like, "Oh, was that was that good?" He goes, "It it I forgot what he says, but he's just like, like he's like I I see no reason to do it again." Yeah, that's what he says. I see absolutely no reason to do it again. Like it is, <laughs> it's great. So like he just wants to go home. Like he doesn't care. Oh, the whole time he wants to go home. As soon as they finish the last scene, he goes, "All right, I'm out," and then just leaves, <laughs> like still in costume, uh, just leaves. I need to see it now. So uh. it's 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 worth watching, and it's up yeah, for yeah. Uh, it's up for the Golden Globe too. Oh, nice! Best uh, motion picture Com- comedy. 
and, nice. and he's up for uh, best uh, actor as well in a comedy. So that was good to see him back. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and then I just saw today Jumanji: The Next Level. It's terrible. Yeah. Don't go see it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like Sony. As soon as they have a good theme with Jumanji, they have to ruin it. And it's, it's like, get us another sequel. It's just the most yeah. forced thing. You know they were in the middle of making the other one, realized it was going to do well, and then were like, all right, sequel. And then they're like, but yeah. but we're, we don't have anywhere to – sequel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, okay. Don't even think about it. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Um, oh, yeah. All the funniest parts are in the trailer, and it's funnier in the trailer. Like the editing oh, wow. is funnier for the oh, jokes I hate it in the trailer. I hate it and yeah, the, I hate it when they do different cuts. The like, same uh, jokes do not hit the same uh, in the movie. Uh, it's like the freaking the last like Jason Bourne when the, in the trailer, you know, he knocks that guy out with one punch. Yeah. And in the actual movie, they have a terrible angle where you don't yeah, even see do. it. It's like, why would you use that one? <laughs> yeah. So it's not. It's not great. First one's a lot of fun. Yeah. This one. This one's not. It's not. It's just yeah, blah. No. I'll, so, I'll pass. That's what I've seen. Yeah, I I haven't seen anything, so that works. All right, perfect. Moving on. Uh, do you want to talk about our top ten films of 2010 real quick or not? We're yeah, about yeah. we 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 got through that a little faster than we have in the past. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Now we've talked about this before because of of course the decades coming up. So we're gonna go. You know, we went through our top films for each year from 2010 through 2019, and. Uh, now we decided to just go top 10 overall films. Now, there were too many superhero films that came out. I could not fit those into my top 10. So I did two. Yeah. I, I copped out and did two separate lists. I did top 10 films, superheroes, and non superheroes. So, uh, Ian, you want to start with superheroes or non superheroes? Uh, let's start with superheroes. Okay. So, my top 10 first is Avengers Endgame, at least as of right now. Again, I, I, I have this movie now on Blu-ray. I have not watched it since the theater. What? I, I don't want to. I don't want yes, to watch it not in the theater because it was so amazing every time. I feel like I'm going to lose some of the some of the special – because that happened because I just got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on Blu-ray because it came out on Tuesday. That's my right. favorite movie of this year. And uh, I, like I mean I still loved it watching it again. But it's just yeah. not as good as watching a Quentin Tarantino movie in the theater. Like, it's just sure. because so many shots are these big shots that you can't really see because the people are too tiny. Like, when you're uh, watching it, you know, on a, at home as compared to, you know, in like the third row of a big movie theater. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's not that the movie was not as good, but it, yeah, it, yeah, watching yeah. it just wasn't as good. And I'm worried that's going to happen with Endgame. I get that. So, but I, I, I haven't rewatched yet. I saw it like five times in the theater. That was but, a lot, uh, yeah. Haven't rewatched it. But anyway, that that that's got to, as of right now, and again, maybe in a couple years when maybe the just how perfect the ending was wears down as a movie, it, it might fall it might fall a little bit. But as of right now, that's still my top super movie of the decade. Uh so Thanks. it goes in game, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which has climbed up a lot recently. Yeah, no kidding. Uh Logan Winter Soldier, and Avengers. And so I kind of did it like uh, live action, then animated. And then for seven, I have Dark Knight Returns, uh, then Under the Red Hood at eight, uh, Batman Return of the Caped Crusaders, nine, and then Flashpoint Paradox at ten. That's my top okay. ten. Yeah, uh, I screwed up. I completely forgot about the freaking animated movies. Um, oh, come on. Are... I know. I... I, I, I... 
I always like have them like on a different list. It feels like, but um, so I mean, I'd have to change mine, but I'll just read it as I have now. But yeah, like I would have freaking Red Hood, Dark Knight Returns for sure. Um, yeah, and when did Year One come out? It came out in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, so that might also be on there. Yeah, so I would add that. But for right now, what I have, live action at least, is yeah, Endgame number one. I got Winter Soldier after that. Still love it. Uh, Infinity War, Civil War, and Guardians of the Galaxy. You like Infinity War better than Civil War? It's so close. I mean, like it, 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 like it changes like day to day. But like my, like my top five are like, like there's like I, like you know, they could be in any order really. But it's. Yeah. There's also close, and uh, and then after that, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, uh, Avengers, Thor Ragnarok, Deadpool, which I love, Deadpool and is Dark great. Knight, Dark Knight Rises, because I I still love that movie. Yeah. You didn't have Logan on there. You and your I hate did of Logan I, drives me nuts. I don't hate it. I just you don't love it. it as much. No, you hate I don't. it. He hates, I don't. I, Ian hates you, Logan. He doesn't think it's a masterpiece. You you can't hate this movie, but. Uh, it, it it's just short of a masterpiece for me. Yeah, Ugh, you're the worst. I, I love the first half. I as soon as they bring Clone Logan, I, I don't love it as much. Eh. It's eh. still great though. I, I'm not I'm not going to deny it. Did you have a? Uh, I I I wasn't paying. I missed part of it. Did did you have both Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, of course. Okay, okay. I, I thought I had heard both, but I wasn't sure. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's another thing where, I mean, those are neck and neck. I I think I love yeah. the first one slightly more just because it was so. <laughs> unexpected i just love the whole um angle of him and his mom with the music like that that uh, gets me every time but, but the second one is so good it's such a well-made movie yeah if people who hate that movie like just don't don't talk to me like i, I don't agree. i don't get you i totally agree um Ugh. yeah i mean there's so many more i wanted to put in. i wanted to put deadpool oh, yeah. days um, of future past yep i wanted to put days of future past i wanted to put uh the first guardians of the galaxy yeah, I mean there there was you know there, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot. I, like I said yeah. there was too many to, to fit them in to yeah to to one top ten list because yeah, again yeah, I just superheroes just it's a different level for me it's a different type of it's just it's hard to mix those with other movies yeah it's not fair almost I mean we're such fans of just superheroes yeah. in general that it just it's hard to you know just see them as just movies if that makes sense yeah. So anyway, all right. So those are top tens. Um, uh, so pretty solid there. All right. So now top ten non superhero movies. To me, this was actually a little bit harder. I agree. Because there's a lot of movies I like, but maybe not as many that I loved. And, and also, I don't want to put multiples. So uh, I I wouldn't put multiples of anything. So that that's another reason that kind of helped whittle it down mm. a little bit. But uh, for me, I mean, I'm sure both of our number ones are the same, so that that's not going to change. Warriors, the best movie of the decade. Uh, yeah. Um, absolutely so fantastic, a fantastic movie, outstanding. Um, I mean, a perfect movie in every aspect. There's no flaw yeah. with that thing um, no. at all. Uh, two for me is Kingsman, Secret Service. Total surprise for me, but absolutely love that movie. I love the world it builds, the characters that, that inhabit it. It's so much fun. The action's incredible. Um, everything about it I love. Uh, third is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I absolutely love that movie. For much of the okay. same reason. I love the world that it built. I love the characters that are in there. The relationship between Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite on-screen 
friendships in any movie. It's outstanding. Brad Pitt is one of the best movie characters ever. He's literally just the The person everyone wishes they were. That's what Brad Pitt is. Doesn't care about anything. Goes with everything. Knows he's pretty much the best at everything. Yeah. And just doesn't care. And it's awesome. Uh, and yeah, I just watched that again on Tuesday when I bought the the DVD and or the Blu-ray, and it's just nice. it's just I need to watch it's, it again. it's just great. Yeah. I it's so much fun. Um, fourth is Baby Driver. I love that movie so much. Um, Jamie Foxx is really the only flaw, which is a shame because he's the whole plot device. He really um, is. Which is that's my only flaw with that movie. That's why it's not a five star movie for me. I think but, they're making a sequel though, right? Didn't they just announce it? I've heard talks about it, but I don't know if anything's official. Yeah, I think Lily James said they were. I don't really know how you make a sequel to that. I don't really. <laughs> I definitely don't want a sequel to this, but mm. I mean, I'd still see it and hope it was good. Oh, of course. But uh, that's just amazing. The character's great. It's so unique. It's such a unique movie. The music is outstanding. This is one of the most impressive directorial jobs ever. Is what Edgar Wright does in this how almost every scene is to the second time to music is unbelievable. The right after the opening shot, when he's walking through downtown Atlanta to get coffee all in one take with Harlem, uh, with a Harlem shuffle playing every single line of the song fits with the action going on screen at that exact time. And it's all one take. Like it's amazing. The intricate detail. And you watch this and you're like, this he didn't have to do this. This is so much extra work that didn't have to be done. But he did it anyway, and it makes it that much better. And Ian is a fool for not appreciating the genius <laughs> that this movie is more than he does. Uh, that's four. Five for me is other guys. That's my top comedy of this decade. Every single scene makes me laugh. Even though I've seen it like ten times, it still <laughs> makes me laugh. The entire we can rewatch through. it. It's another one of my favorite on-screen uh, relationships with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. I think this is Will Ferrell's best performance. Oh, um, I mean, obviously he's got a ton of great performances, but I think this is best playing very a very different type of character. Mark Wahlberg is just one of the funniest people ever when angry, and that's his he whole character. So I absolutely love their comment, uh, their uh, comedic dynamic. Six for me is Creed. Creed was outstanding. Best sports movie of the decade. One of the best sports movies ever. I mean, other than what most people would say, the first Rocky movie, it's the best one of the franchise, which can't really argue with that. So sure. well done. Such an amazing job by all the actors. Michael B. Jordan, it, it, this shot him to a whole nother level of oh, acting yeah. prowess. We got to see, because, you know, I mean, he'd done some stuff, yeah, yeah. Some fairly big stuff, but not a lot of stuff that like really resonated. I mean, obviously he was he did like the uh the wire and, Chronicle and some of that stuff. But this yeah. when you saw this, you're like, this guy can play so he has such range in just this one role. He that, can carry uh, a movie too, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And then it's 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 arguably it's probably Sylvester Stallone's best performance since the first Rocky, as far as just for pure sure. acting goes. For sure. I mean, and this is one of those movies where you look and you're like this is how he was able to do with this. Yeah, he did a bunch of, you know, just action movies and, and yeah. several cheesy ro- movies and several bad movies. But this oh, yeah. is how he was able to be a movie star because he's still a really good actor. Oh, yeah. So I love that. Uh, John Wick. Robbed. 
John, yes, he should. He won the Golden Glove. Should have won the Oscar for um for that role. John Wick is seven for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This this is arguably the best just pure action movie maybe God. ever. And again, I I could have I could have put all three in there, but I I didn't do this multiple. Was the best. Same with Creed. Creed two is outstanding as well. But I just I didn't put multiples of movies. So just the yeah, first yeah. John Wick I put in here. A lot of people like the second one more. I really, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that at all. Second one to me is just as good. That was very I just, good. I just very, maybe by an inch, just barely prefer the first one. Yeah, I love the first one. But all three of them to me are right at the same level. This one oh, maybe yeah. is just a tick above the other. So uh, John Wick, I put for that. Redefined modern action. Oh, yeah. Beautifully shot. Again, the wor- you notice a trend with movies. World building is huge yep. for me in movies. You're right, yeah. You yeah. look at Kingsman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Baby Driver. John Wick, these all have built these inner working worlds and it's just so fascinating to watch people interact in them. Yeah. Eight for me is Hacksaw Ridge. I think it's the best war movie ever made. Oh, ever made. Outstanding. It is great. Outstanding. It almost made mine. Fantastic. We get a masterful performance by Andrew Garfield. Oh my gosh. Some of the best war time action you could ever see. It's it's outstanding. Just, just the scene, the scene when he's saving everybody by himself. The, there's just constantly oh bombings God, yeah. going on. He's the only one out there going to find survivors. Saves like 75 people in one yeah. night just himself. And just every time he gets to the thing and he's having to lower them down this cliff, a yeah. full cliff. And he's tying them with rope and then starting to lower them down. And every time he's just praying that God, God will give him the strength to get one more. Just the whole right, that, time. He's just like, like, give the, me one more. That's the ultimate hero. It's like, <sighs> literally, his, his his wish isn't to survive or whatever. It's to just have the strength to save one more person. It is It's, one, it's like the greatest story ever about, like, Medal yes. of Honor recipient. Yes. This is arguably the greatest single performance in, in war ever by anybody in yeah. any war. Oh, it's amazing. And the fact that it this is. wasn't as nearly widely known of a story is yeah. seems criminal at this point. Yeah, I'm so God. happy that Mel Gibson was able to uh, able to make this because it's yeah. it's outstanding. Um, it is. That's there. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol for me is ah, number nine. Stole mine, yeah. Had to put that in there. Again, uh, I could have put you know all three of them in here. But yeah. the first one, this one, I say the first one. First one of the of the new of wave the new yeah yeah Mission Impossible and this is still my favorite. Yep, it's just a perfect action movie as well. It really is. Tom Cruise is the master of of action set pieces. I don't know if there's anyone ever in history of the world better at at action set pieces and performing <sighs> them himself. Like yeah. it's unmatched and it's fantastic. And speaking of Tom Cruise, when I was in the IMAX showing. Of uh, for that documentary that Apollo 11, they showed the IMAX trailer for Top Gun. Oh, oh man. my gosh! I bet that would be good. Oh, it was amazing. Just watching yeah, you, that trailer and IMAX cockpit, was worth yeah. going to that in general. I didn't even know that was gonna play. Nice. And watching that in there, you know, it is fully covering the full IMAX screen. Not this cheap saying it's IMAX, but it's not actually IMAX. Yeah. I mean, it was filled the whole thing. Yeah, no black bars. Oh my gosh! Watching the plane just like take off with the camera uh, mounted in the front, it's like just chills like the whole time. You hear the Top Gun theme, but played like on a piano, so you just hear like the beginning notes, like the dun dun yeah. dun, dun, like throughout. The- oh, it was great! I cannot nice. wait 
that that movie can do no wrong. I do not care how good of a story or whatever. It does not matter. That is going to be amazing just for that alone. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, my tenth one, very, very, very different than all the others. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> animated movie from 2011. It is fantastic. Uh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> again, it was kind of tough. I and It ended up being almost harder really tracking them down. And the way I did this was I just went on my letterbox and went top rated and then went down from there good, yeah. of the decade. Instead of me trying to think of it, I can be like, what are the movies I've rated the highest? Yeah. And that was, uh, that was the way I did it. And then I was seeing it. And that's, this one was way up there. This movie is so good. This is like the perfect animated kids movie, but that adults can watch. Hmm. Or at least maybe adults that are as dumb as me. I don't know. But no. I love this movie. I remember seeing it in a theater when it came out when I was in high school with two of my buddies at like 11 a.m. on like a Tuesday. And there was nobody in between the ages of like 35 and 10. Wow. It was either kids like under the age of 10 or like moms like over the age of 35. Yeah. We sat in the back, laughed the entire time, and got a lot of looks from everyone that was in that theater wondering why we were there but we found this way funnier than they did and it still (laughs) makes me laugh to this day i i grew up watching winnie the pooh i love winnie the pooh the original mini adventures of winnie the pooh is perfect as well and this movie i mean you talk about a movie taking like an old or not even an old thing but just a property that's been continuously done for a long time and somehow able to like do this, it's just it's amazing. Obviously, Jimmy Jim Cummins, Cummings doing the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, he's just one of the best voice actors that we've had in a long time. You get Craig Ferguson doing the voice of Owl. Oh, nice. uh, Tom Kenny does the voice of Rabbit. Obviously, SpongeBob. So that it's it's just it's so funny. It makes me laugh every time to this day. And so that's my uh, that's my tenth. Favorite film of the decade. Very, very nice. Yeah, I, I totally agree. This is really hard. Um, I forget how I really did it, but I just kind of went through my favorite films of each year lists and picked out like the top ones. And yeah, it's like 2011 had a bunch, 2014 had a bunch, and 2017 had a bunch. And then there, you know, there are a couple scattered about. But um, it, it worked out perfectly because I have like half that I, I mentioned in our list last time, and then I have like five more that you know I didn't get to mention because they were from. Like really stacked years, but like right. the five the five I had, you know, already mentioned. Of course, Warrior, it's amazing. I mean, flawless. Uh, then after that, I've already mentioned I had Inception. I love that movie. My favorite Christopher Nolan movie, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then Sicario, of course, I love that movie. I rewatched it last weekend. Wind River, another ta- Wind uh, River is shared. great. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then Zero Dark Thirty. Um, I need to watch that, that again. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I good. Really need to watch Zero uh, that again. It's really good, but yeah. But the the uh, the new five I have that I didn't mention last time, um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I mm-hmm. love this movie. I love everything about it. My favorite David Fincher movie uh, came out in 2011. So it just you know, unfortunately, it was up against Warrior. So that's right. Pretty tough competition. Really, you like that better than Seven? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Seven. I mean, again, this is this is a tough one, but I I just love it. Interesting. Um, yeah, it, it, for me, it probably get like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, maybe Social Network, and then Seven. Okay, very um, yeah, yeah, interesting. 
yeah i mean like fincher is probably like my second favorite director so that's tough again mm-hmm. like those are hair you know hairs apart but right. um after that, I've got a Interstellar, love it movie. Um, yeah. Come on, really? I, that's in your top ten? Uh, yes, oh, I won't. Come on, I won't hear anything Ian. about it. What? It is no, not no, good. come on. It's not. It good. is. It's not good. Uh, it, it is. It's not good. Silence. All right. Worst um, ending ever. No, no I Most won't hear. Disappointing it. ending. Silence. Totally lost um, me. After that, you you already said it, but Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Great it, movie. It, it, it's it's a perfect action movie. I remember. We saw it in theaters, and literally as we walked out, my dad was like, that was so good, I would rewatch <laughs> it right now. We're all just like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the scene where he's scaling the, the Burj Khalifa is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. There's no CGI. <laughs> we saw it in IMAX. It uh, is, yeah. my God, we were freaking out in theater every time he, like, fell and the glove malfunction or whatever. Um, I love, is again, like, the, the last three have all been really good. Yeah. Um, but this one's the best, I think, just because, one, like, the story... The way it was directed, um, and, and I love the crew. It's got you know, Jeremy Simon Renner's Pegg. outstanding in this. Movie. Yeah, Jeremy Renner, Paula Patton is great, and then of course Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite crew so far. Um, but yeah, it's it's easily the best um, of the series. But yeah, I love it. Um, after that, I have Skyfall. I, I freaking love. That's a good one. Yeah, Skyfall's great. Yeah. It, it's so good. I mean, I, I I've said it many times, but the James, the Daniel Craig James Bonds were the first actual good ones, and. Casino Royale is still my favorite. It's amazing, but Skyfall, of course, Skyfall's, came out. Skyfall is my favorite, but not by much. Oh, I, Casino Royale's right there. I, I totally get that. I mean, but yeah, I mean, of course, you know, Casino Royale, Royale came out in 2006, but right. um, you know, Skyfall is amazing. It's freaking Sam Mendes. is beautiful looking. So the best action um, easily. Uh, it's sad that Spectre wasn't nearly as good. Hopefully the new one will be, but no, Skyfall is awesome. Yeah. Uh, after that, I've got another movie from 2017 that I just loved out of nowhere, and that's uh, Molly's Game. This was yeah, uh, I've written... seen that. Yep, that's definitely on your on your uh, movie swap list. Um, written and first time directed by Aaron Sorkin. Okay, uh, interesting. Oh it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it is so good. Like my my sister, and my mom saw this, and they're like, "No, you have to see it." And uh, Jessica Chastain, who's like my ultimate crush is amazing in this movie. It should have gotten nominated for countless Oscars. Unfortunately, it didn't. Uh, Idris Elba is great, but yeah, the writing, the story, but more like most of all her character, I just, I love. And yeah, when you, when you eventually see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. That's why you like Interstellar. (laughs) You know, well, no, she definitely helps, but no, it's not the only reason. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. All right. Fair enough. Well, there we go. I'm trying to think, what's another top 10 list we can do for, for the decade? Top 10. I heard one person on, uh, I heard one podcast, they did underrated movies. But I feel like okay. half those would just be our top 10. Yeah. What about like, uh, I don't know, like maybe top 10 TV shows? Yeah, I don't know if we've seen I don't seen watch enough TV shows probably for that. Yeah, that'd be tough. That would be really uh, tough. Maybe, maybe. There might, eh. Maybe a decade. Uh, maybe I can I can take a look. Maybe. maybe like I mean maybe not top ten. But, I mean it doesn't have to be ten, but we could still do like. Like top... do they have to be TV shows that started within that decade? Uh no, I say uh probably. I mean yeah. yeah. See that's like half my uh, well well maybe maybe we'll 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 look at it. It doesn't need to be ten. We just do like favorite TV shows of the decade. We could yeah we could do that. We could do that. Do that. Yeah. All right, so we'll do that at some point in the next cool. couple of weeks. Either yeah. next week or the next, we'll uh, do top ten TV shows. All right, awesome. So moving on, time for movie swap. All right, Ian. Interesting you... movie swap for uh, for <laughs> us today. 
I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. We, yeah. we watched the same movie pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched Hot Fuzz, and Ian watched The Sting. Yes. Very similar movies in no way whatsoever. So, um, all right, Ian, I want to hear your thoughts on the George Roy Hill, Robert Redford, and Paul Newman classic, The Sting. Oh, I mean, it's it's so good. I mean, where do you even begin? I mean, it's freaking Paul Newman, Robert Redford in their prime together. Like, yeah. maybe one, one of the best, like, movie duos of all time. True. I mean, I, I don't know many that could rival it. Um, but, no, and then freaking Robert Shaw as the bad guy. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, it's so good. I mean, it's just the opening scene where they they uh, they knock over that one guy with the, the scam about Luther having, you know, being stabbed in the leg. Right. And then like, you know, he's got, he, of course he's going to betray them. And he just gets in the cab and it's like, of course him and Luther have been running this scam for God knows how long. It's like, <laughs> it's like five it's like, years. Know, yeah. It's like the perfect opening, you know, to perfectly set the tone and everything. But then of course, you know, when he meets up with, um, Paul I, love, Newman, I, I love how he's like talking about how he did the, he did the swap too fast. He's, or he's did it too slow. He's like, I didn't do it fast enough. He started, he started to get suspicious and Luther's like, no, 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 no. You had him all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, it, it's great. I mean, like, all the characters are so colorful. I mean, obviously, yeah, the two big ones are you got Johnny and then, um, freaking Henry, you know, Paul Newman and Rubber Ruffer. But then, like, they're, uh, like, their other backup guys, like, um, I think his name's, like, Switch, the older guy who does, like, all the, like, impersonations. He, like, he pretends <sighs> to be, like, the, uh, I think that's his name. I don't remember uh, all the other Twist, ones' names. Twist. That's his name. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, forget... I just watched it, but I don't remember all the names. Yeah, I forget the actor's name, but he's great. But it's, no, like uh, Harold Gould. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, like I loved him, but yeah, like it's like everybody was like just so colorful and like the the tone was perfect. Where it, you had some serious moments, but it was still kind of that lighthearted, and like you could just see like it's like um influence on all heist movies like after that because I mean like you see like I mean you see it with like Ocean's Eleven obviously. Um, Which is I'm funny because of... this isn't even a heist movie. Not really. It's more of like yeah, it's more of like a con man movie. It is. It's a con movie. Um, but yeah, it's like you still totally see that influence in so many yep. other actual heist movies. But um, now it's like when, when freaking Paul Newman is introduced as like this drunk and just kind of like you know bum almost of a of a con man. I mean, but he but like he just plays it so perfectly. And then him and Robert Redford have like immediate perfect chemistry. It's so good. But now, freaking when Robert Shaw is introduced, and he's just as it's like he's almost like um, it's like cold blooded, like, like he's like that, he's like like an Irish Al Capone almost. Yeah. Um, but he's so good because it's freaking Robert Shaw. But like my favorite scene is easily the poker game on the train where Paul Newman <laughs> makes his entrance and like he's just pretending to be drunk and he's just he keeps calling Robert Shaw the wrong name <laughs> and he's just beating him. Oh, it's so good. Like I mean, because it's freaking Paul Newman. I mean, like the most one of the most charismatic actors of all time, but like going up, going up, up against uh, Robert Shaw. But like, oh my god, that scene was so good. But then, like the ending, like the ending is like perfect. Uh, my like my only complaint would literally be like it just kind of ends abruptly, and like you don't get to like really savor like Robert yeah. Shaw getting screwed over. Like it, yeah, a lot of movies did that back then, where it just you know it went you know as soon as they concluded like all right done you know credits everything. But that that was my only ending. But it still was like really satisfying because yeah they they completely i mean screw him out like two million dollars and <laughs> well know, no the, the it's setup... uh it's a uh, five hundred thousand dollars well, well he would have gotten two million you know had he won oh uh, well yeah but all that wasn't but, yeah. real anyway but 
yeah yeah um but yeah like the, the whole like them shooting each other i mean it, it almost got <laughs> me for a split second okay like, did you did you when did you see the fbi thing as as being part i of didn't I, I didn't I, i'll be honest <laughs> like because like when they when they shot each other i like yeah i'll admit it got me at first i was like because i was thinking like butch cassidy and the sundance kid where like that ending is a lot darker mm-hmm. um and i was like are they really like are they gonna do something like that where it's like is that why this movie is so like you know such a classic and i was like they wouldn't just kill each other like that and then Sure enough, you know, they rush, uh, they rush Robert shot out of there. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. <laughs> and, then, you know, of course, they get up and they, they use like squibs or whatever. And then, like, yeah, and then they find out the FBI was never in on it. And it makes sense because, like, yeah, they take the, the Snyder, the cop guy, to like an alley or like a like an abandoned factory. It's like, why would the FBI be hiding out in there? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, in hindsight, it makes sense. But no, it, it totally got me. Yeah, they do a great job. But the, they misdirect just the whole movie. That's literally the whole movie yeah. is about misdirection. It's the and whole then point the whole of the characters, and then it's the whole point of the movie itself as a plot, but yeah. then also as the movie to the audience. Like everything yeah. about this is about mis- misdirection. Yeah, the whole Santino assassin misdirection. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. Yeah, yeah. No, with, it, with it, uh, with it, the assassin actually being the girl. Yeah. Yeah, because they they show the other guy like little pieces of him the whole yeah with the movie. black gloves right, yeah. and you're like, okay, this isn't good. And yeah. then, you know, when you see him come out with the gun, you're like, oh, boy, here it comes. And then yeah. they shoots her. I'm like, what? I'm like, like, oh, crap. Yeah. And then and then it turns out he's like, no, nah, I was sent to to watch over you. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Robert or um, Johnny Paul, Hooker. Paul Newman's name. Uh, yeah. He's like, Henry told me to watch after you. So, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's great. It's all about playing with the audience with with that actually being the the point of the movie of what the characters are trying to do to the other characters so it's just so yeah. well again it, but it's george roy hill directing mm-hmm. it who's just you know one of the best yeah. i mean obviously butch cassidy and the sundance kid is the, the top of the sure, line yeah. um, so this is right up i put it right up there with it yeah it's david s ward as you know who wrote the script for it so i mean this thing bangs on all cylinders everyone's is- on every piece of it is great I mean, yeah, it's practically a perfect movie. I mean, yes, yeah, it was a real treat. So I thank you. Yeah, you are welcome. I'm surprised for how much you like these movies, which I'm surprised you haven't seen so many of these. Again, it was just, I, I think. Because you know, all of them are movies of... that, like, I know you like because you appreciate the way movies are made. I mean, like, I mean, even Casablanca or stuff like oh, this. Yeah. I mean, these are just classic movies that everyone has seen. Than just a handful, you know, a handful of these that you haven't seen, and just it just surprised me you haven't seen more of these older movies. Yeah, I mean, part of it is like, yeah, my dad is like, you know, obviously what your parents are into is what you're gonna be exposed to the most, and sure. he liked a lot of these classic movies, more like classic westerns and stuff. But and then also I think it's like, yeah, when I'm in the mood to watch a movie, like I, I just my mind doesn't go to like a 50 year old movie. My mind goes to like <laughs> rewatching Lord of the Rings or a movie I've seen a million <laughs> other times. So right, but that well, was, yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. All right, so a uh, little thing with the Sting. The Sting has a 4.0 on Letterboxd, cumulative nice. score. Um, on IMDb, it's got an 8.3 on that. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, has a 93% critic and a 95% uh, viewer rating, which is surprising that the audience is actually higher than an already high critic one for a movie That's like this. That's surprising. 
Yeah. You think you so, have like a perfect rating from critics. So yeah, being like Paul Newman and Robert right. Redford. Yeah, I'm surprised it's that low for the critics, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, what idiots didn't like approve it or whatever? I have no idea. Uh, this movie had a budget of $5.5 million, God. and it made over $156 million. Worldwide. That's like Joker numbers. That's insane <laughs> numbers, especially God. for 1973. Yeah, back when then. when this movie came out. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, fantastic movie there, The Sting. All right. All right. <laughs> I watched the Edgar Wright film Hot Fuzz. Obviously, you heard me sing the praises of Baby Driver earlier, one of my favorite films of the decade. Um, it's really the only Edgar Wright film that I love, okay. which is just weird to me. I mean, I, I haven't seen all of them, to be fair. I've only seen a couple. So I mean, there are, there are, there's only four. Yeah, I've only seen, I guess I've seen three now. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead was really the first, that was the first one, and everyone yeah. raves about that movie. I like Shaun of the Dead but I don't love it nearly as much as everyone else does. Yeah. I think it's good. I don't think it's like amazing. Yeah. Um, and then hot fuzz is a movie I hadn't seen, uh, all the way through. And I just, I just don't really like this movie. I, yeah. I just, I just don't. And I can't point to anything in particular cause it's, I mean, I should like it more. It's action comedy and everything. Mm-hmm. I like all the people. I like Nick Frost. I like Simon right. Pegg. It it just doesn't do it for me, and and I don't know why. I just don't enjoy this movie. I don't Too find slow. it funny. Yeah. I don't find it funny. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest British humor fan. It's acquired taste, yeah. And most of the movie, like I I get it. Like I get most of the jokes. Like I get it as I'm watching it, and it's yeah. very clever. It's just not that funny to me for some reason, and I just don't mm-hmm. enjoy. I don't really enjoy it. It's boring to me. But yeah, I, I wondered about that because, like, I, I do like Shaun of the Dead. Um, I like Shaun of the Dead more than this one. Me too. Um, I do too. I like Shaun of the Dead. Because sure. I, I agree. I remember seeing this one and being a little bit bored. But yeah, it's like you go on Letterbox and like, my God, it's like four and a half, five stars. Like people love this movie. I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I go that far. It's definitely clever, you know. Of course, all the the action tropes that it makes fun of, um, but then also repeats is really funny and stuff. But um, like it's impressive. Like the filmmaking yeah. is great. I mean, Edgar Wright's a brilliant filmmaker. Yeah, the editing is yeah, the it's editing is like the best fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like the final shootout thing is so yeah. well done. It's just so well edited for. And I've seen this used on multiple occasions as an example of how to use. Quick, oh yeah, quick cutting editing in an action film effectively. I mean, I've seen this used many times. And you totally get it. Like it's so like they're able to quick cut, but they still show you everything. Yeah. And it's uh so all that's all that's done really well. Obviously, I love Simon Pegg as yeah. playing like the the Joe Friday role yeah. of being Mr. Perfect. Well, yeah, the opening montage where they talk about his record is like it's pretty funny. That is funny. Um, and I like that. And then it just the ending bugs me too, where he just stays there because that oh, makes yeah. just no sense to me. I'm sorry, I get how you're friends with this guy. What reason is there to stay? Yeah, because now the town is going to be even more boring because now the, the threat is like, gone. What yeah. is wrong with you? So uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah. it's just it's just meh for me you know i gave it i gave it three stars in appreciation for the filmmaking of course yeah i feel like you're being nice with that but that's okay i mean i give it three stars too yeah so it's just it's just it's fine it's not bad but it's just not my just not my thing okay well now i know now i know what type of comedy to avoid with you yeah for the most part 
Um, I mean, obviously, there's some British comedy I love. Monty Python and the Holy Grails in my top I mean, ten. That's yeah, everybody. Funniest movies. Yeah. Um, and I and like the British Office, I find hysterical as well. Really? That's Almost weird. well, anything. Most things. Ricky Gervais. I Ricky find Gervais funny is hilarious because yeah. he's so so funny. Yeah, he is. Um, but the British Office is like so depressing too. It's like I know, the American it's Office so is like funny. Like, it is. It's so like my God. Like it's so uncomfortable. Like <laughs> I know, I know it is, but it. Oh, I I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> and and I like Stephen Merchant a lot too. Another oh, British, he is good, British yeah. guy. I like and he's yeah. in this briefly, but um. Oh, he is. He makes a lot of weird, random appearances and stuff where he's in there for just like a minute and then. He's a freaking Logan. <laughs> well, he's actually a character kind of in that. He, yeah, he I makes know, an appearance so in JoJo Rabbit too, where you're like, oh, there he is. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> which is fun, but uh, anyway. Uh, some things with Hot Fuzz. It's got a 4.0 on Letterboxd. Yeah, come on. It's got a 7.8 on IMDb, and it's got a 91% uh, critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89% audience score on Jeez. Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, everything high across the board. Came People out... love Edgar Wright, man. They do, which I, I get. I totally I get. get. Yeah. Again, Baby Driver, outstanding. Um. This movie was made in 2007, and it was made for around eight million pounds. I don't know what I don't know what that translates to, and I'm not looking it up. Um, it's probably like around 15, 14 million. And it made around 80 million dollars worldwide. Okay. So I mean, you know, way more than the original budget. Yeah. So definitely made money for sure. So liked it. Okay. Now, time for us to pick for next week. So, all right. Do you already have one? I've, I've got it down to two, yeah. Okay, I, I have mine down to, uh, down to two also, and they're very, very... You know what? I'll have it down to three, and they're very, very, very different movies. Okay. So, all right, Ian, you can pick. We got... The year 2010. Oh. We got the year 2019. And we have the year 1977. Uh, uh, let's see. What have you... Uh, let's do 2010. 2010. All right. Very odd movie. You're going to watch super low-budget indie film called Winter's Bone. Oh, with Jennifer Lawrence? Yep. This was okay. Jennifer Lawrence's first big role. First yeah, did she win the Oscar role. for it? No, she was nominated though. She was one of the okay. youngest people ever nominated yeah. for an Oscar. That's what it was. For uh Best Actress. And I love this movie. And I'm okay. this is not a type of movie I'm a huge fan of, mostly. Yeah. I'm just not a big indie film fan sure. in a in a lot of ways. But, and, I, and I only watch this movie because Jennifer Lawrence. But it turns out that this is actually a really good movie. Okay, now I'm trying to think of what's a good way to kind of kind of describe it. Um, yeah, because I know nothing about it. My sister raves about it, but I I know nothing about it. I just had an idea of what I was going to compare it to, and now I forgot already. But it's it's like you know how the uh, what what's their name the um, the, the 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 brothers that did uh, Good Time and um yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of like that oh but not 
not in tone, but as far as like the realism of a movie, and gotcha. it, oh, that's the other. And it kind of has a little bit of a low budget Winters or um, Wind River kind of feel. Yeah, I was gonna wonder. Bit. Yeah, um, it takes place in the Ozarks in Missouri during the winter, obviously. So it mm-hmm. kind of had it. It the way it's shot and feels, it feels like Wind River, where it's just desolate freezing isolated hopeless yeah. like that type of look the color gradings like that too everything about it like screams misery and like hopelessness in the okay. way it's shot and like obviously the color um and all that stuff this is one of the most realistic looking movies now i have not been to this area of the country so i can't say like for sure but i've been in places that are very similar to this there's places in the south that are similar looking to this but obviously it's not as cold. And you've been to Missouri. I have. Yeah, I, I can attest. You know how cold it gets in Missouri. I do. Uh, so Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, it's it's this story of a 17-year-old girl who has to track down her father who has skipped bail. And hmm. his bail was the house that they live in. Ah. And so she has to find him so that they don't lose her house. And, she base, and her mom's like unresponsive at this point so she basically takes care of her two younger siblings and so it's her trying to basically find her dad and survive out there and it's it's really really good she's the only actress really in the movie oh wow um all the other people i'm pretty sure all of them are local um and a lot of them aren't even actors that are in this movie um it was directed by deborah granick who i don't know if she's done anything else uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, not Sorry. really. She did Leave No Trace. Yeah, no. She's really not done much at all. So it's hmm. very, very stripped down. But it just feels like a real movie, and it's just, it's. I don't know. I like it a lot. So I think, I think you might enjoy this movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I've been made to see it. Yeah, because my sister's always talking about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for my choice, I figured I'd go back a little bit, and by little bit, I mean like. 1989, so not so not too wow, far. Wow, that's but... really late for Ian, though. Yeah, I know, right? Anytime yeah. before Ian is born, he's seen barely any movies. I know, but um, <laughs> no, I've done a couple of recent ones lately, so I figured I'd go back a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm gonna have you watch a movie that I love. Uh, a lot of people do, uh, and that is Dead Poet Society. Okay, yeah, this is one I have not seen yet. It, this is a classic. Um, for a reason it's my second favorite robin williams performance um i actually like a uh, serious robin williams more than the comedic Rob- robin I williams i would agree with that goodwill hunting's best robin williams yep yeah, that's my first one yeah so this is a close second you'll see why uh, a lot of young actors a very young ethan hawk and a couple you'll uh, recognize but um yeah just a really uh interesting story uh like it's not action it's not comedy uh, so I'll be, I'll be curious to see what you think of it, but, uh, it really, really hits you in the feels. And if you're any type of like creative or kind of like imaginary person, uh, you'll really identify with this movie. Um, especially Robin Williams character and very inspirational movie, kind of a sad ending, but also really classic ending. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the one problem watching this movie, all I'm going to be thinking of is the community episode. Oh no! <laughs> they're doing Dead Poet Society with. Uh, oh god! With uh, oh shoot! What is the guy's name? Um, I always blank on this actor's name, who plays Professor. What's he from? Oh my gosh! He just he does a lot of TV shows. 
Um, and I got to look this up. This is going to drive me nuts. Because <laughs> you know who it is. I'm sure I do. I'm and... sure I'll recognize him. Yeah. What is this guy's name? He, he makes he's in a couple of episodes as Professor Widman, I think is his name. Yeah, it's Professor Widman is the name of the character. Oh my gosh. It's episode it's it's also it's the uh it's the yeah, it's the third episode of the entire series. And his name John Michael Higgins. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh. the name. Plays uh, Professor Woodman, who's basically a goofier version of Robin Williams' Dead Poet Society professor. Oh, no. And so, like, <laughs> the whole time, Jeff takes this class because he thinks it's the ultimate blow-off class. Because he gets in there and he's like, take your books and throw them away. You don't need them. Yep, yep. Go out there and live. And, like, all the yep. <laughs> seize the day and all that stuff. Yep, and absolutely. It's just, and so... But he knows Jeff is only in there. He like can peg. He like pegs him as a guy who's in here just because it's a bluff class. So he makes it like super hard. It's like if you don't properly seize the day, you'll fail this class. So then Jeff ends <laughs> up having to work harder trying to seize the day than it would have been in a regular <laughs> class. It's 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 fantastic. Community is my favorite show of all time. Um, oh shit! And uh, so I feel like it's gonna make me laugh watching the movie. So uh, I'm just gonna be thinking of, God. of the TV show. But it's one that's been on my list for a while that I've been meaning to watch because I know of how much of a classic it is. It, it is, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to watch that for sure. 